Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everything Vive. I want to wish you a happy Friday. I am here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going well. Uh, it's been a good week. How about you? It's been a busy week. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I hear that. Yeah. So actually, our uh, we were talking about that right before the podcast started. So this will probably be a quicker episode of Game Talk just because we uh, we haven't had as many games to dive into, but uh, we would like to share what we have experienced. So I'll start it off. Um, I I mentioned this last week, but I uh, I actually got a chance to play Capital Ship VR. And for anyone who played the game Homeworld and is looking for nostalgia, the nostalgia factor associated with that, uh, this game is for you. I will say it's it's not as polished. It's not quite there yet, uh, to be very honest with you. Uh, I mean, there's very limited... Um, I guess, game modes in terms of what you can do. You can skirmish, but there's no real like true campaign mode. There's no story mode yet. And I know the game is still in early access. It's, I think, under $10. So if you're just looking to have that experience, um, you know, in outer space, but this time in VR, which, okay, I, I, I must say that is probably one of the coolest factors. Uh, Ronnie, did you ever play Homeworld? Uh, a little bit, yeah. But I, I'm not as much of an RTS guy, but still, but I, I have played a little bit. Okay, gotcha. So, I mean, it, even if you're not an RTS guy, I think something that that VR can really make you appreciate is the idea of like being in there um, and seeing the ships, like being able to scale everything down so you're looking at it like a chessboard or being able mm-hmm. to scale everything up so that it looks like you're in the battle itself. And actually one of the uh, one of the coolest factors is being able to toggle between views where you go from like the outer space view where you kind of look at the the whole map uh, versus actually on the bridge of your of your mothership uh, in command of like everything that's going on. That's so, cool. Yeah, so that I mean that actually was was kind of cool because you almost get to see it as if you're like you know the captain of the fleet or whatever, however you want to look at it. And so, uh, you know, I again I, I I dove into it, and from what I saw there, there were a couple of different game modes. You know, you could do one where you can attack an enemy, or you could do another one where you set up to defend against enemies. Um, but again, I think what's really lacking is a little bit more depth in terms of. Uh, just a storyline. I think what really drew me into to a game like Homeworld was the storyline aspect, and being able to to uh, explore different areas, different maps, different uh, just there's you know the game obviously was much more refined because it was just for PC back in the day. Um, but again, you know, it's this really I feel captures that that essence of what Homeworld was. And if you're into any real time strategy, this is this is going to be the building blocks of where it starts. And especially in VR, I think it makes it so much cooler. That's cool. Um, so you got another game, Ronnie, or a game? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, the first one I'll mention, and both of the games that I'm going to mention today are are you know older releases, but they're either games that you know I have just recently got a chance to try or games that I thought, you know, I wanted to bring up for one reason or another. So uh, the first game that I wanted to bring up was uh, Apollo 11 VR. And it's actually more of an experience than a game. Um, I had purchased it a while back, actually, when I had initially gotten uh, my Vive and I just wasn't, uh, I just didn't, you know, get the chance to pull it up to see what it had to offer. So uh, finally, uh, just a couple days ago, I, I was looking through my Steam 
uh, library and I saw it sitting there and I said, you know what? I, I really should try it out. I've heard some good things about it. So I, I, I opened it up and started, you know, started the app and, and I was really pleasantly surprised with just how polished it was. I knew, I mean, basically we're looking at an application here that is kind of a mix between uh, certain interactive elements and almost like a documentary in VR. So it's all 3D. It's not, uh, it's not a 360 video or anything like that. Um, but it basically starts you off in a living room that looks like it's from, you know, the 60s or 70s. And you're sitting there and you're able to uh, watch on a projector or a television uh, that's, you know, uh, like modeled in the 3D world, um, you know, John F. Kennedy's speech uh, talking about going to space and the moon and how important it is. So you, you feel like you're kind of, you know, there to listen to that monumental moment um, when, when the announcement of, of, of our efforts to go to the moon uh, was made. And then, and then after that, uh, you are literally, you know, one of the participants in the, in, in the, uh, in Apollo 11 going to the moon. So, so you're right there with, with, uh, Neil Armstrong and, and Buzz Aldrin, and you get uh, an up close uh, look at you know what the inside of the cockpit uh, looked like. You get to see what it might be like to actually uh, you know launch in a spaceship and go into orbit and all that kind of stuff. And and I just thought it was really well done. It shows the uh, it it shows what's possible in VR as far as as teaching people about about historical events and, you know, using immersion to, to, you know, to teach people something that they may not have already known about a historical event that they've, you know, read about in the books before. I, I obviously knew about Apollo 11 before, but, you know, see, being able to feel like I was, I was, I was seeing some of what happened firsthand uh, getting my eyes, you know, up and close on on the uh, the the spaceships and whatnot, and then actually being able to be on the moon. And I thought one of the coolest things were, were was uh, uh, looking at some of the equipment that the astronauts used while they were on the moon uh, to to get back information uh, from the moon back to Earth. So, and I, I never really knew about those specific experiments, and it was. It was neat to see. It made a lot of sense, obviously, that if we were sending people up there, that we would be leaving equipment behind and trying to collect as much information as possible. But you know, that's something that people tend to gloss over. And so it was just—it was really interesting to see um, what some of that stuff was. So overall, I—I I, I mean, I—it's—it probably took me, you know, an hour and a half or so. I, I want to say the experience was, yeah, around an hour, hour and a half. Um, it, but I thought it was a very good experience. So depending on, you know, what you're able to find it on Steam for, I, I do think it's worthwhile just because it, it, it does a good job. And I think it, it does, it does show you, um, you know, the, I guess the educational side of, of what applications in VR can be like. An hour is actually a pretty good amount of time. I mean, some of the other uh, experiences that I've seen where it's not necessarily a game, but more so just an experience, you, you'll rarely find something over 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, no, this it, it, it felt fairly substantial. I mean, it's one of those things, I mean, you might, 
you probably won't do it again anytime soon when you're finished with it, just because it is, you know, a, a very cinematic kind of, you know, one note experience. But at the same time, I do think if, if you have people in your family that are interested in space or interested in, you know, Apollo 11, it, this is a no brainer to show them. And it's, and it's, and it's something cool to show people in VR in general. So. Cool. Cool. I, just a quick question. Um, were they, the, I guess, was it recreated in virtual reality? Uh, so was it like digitally recreated or did they have actual images slash video um, that you could, uh, yeah, I you mean, know what I mean? Oh, how, how does it, how does it look? Uh, does, oh, well, yeah, so, does it yeah, feel yeah, real? It's, I guess it's all, it's all rendered. So, um, as far as, I mean, there's, there's video content, um, you know, the John, John F. Kennedy speeches and, and, and that stuff, I think, I, if I were to guess, I would think a lot of the speech samples are probably recorded uh, from the time. Um, so, so you have that the initial video and some of the speech stuff um, that was that was actually recorded from the time. But then the actual models of the ships and you know the the you know landing on the moon and all that kind of stuff, being out in space, that's all rendered in three D. Uh, I don't. It doesn't look like it was taken from any like crazy, you know, high res references or anything like that. But who knows? I, I, I don't know all those details, but it's, it's definitely in 3d. Um, so it's, like I said, it wasn't like a 3d, you know, video file or something like that. It's, it's a legitimate, you know, 3d application. And, and like I said, I think it's, it's very well done. So. All right. I will have to, to check that one out then. I, I do love space in my, my sci-fi side. So, that's a good good recommendation. Uh, my second one is actually also an experience just like uh, just like that. Uh, it's it's the VR Museum of Fine Art, and this just caught my attention because we were uh, we were having a conversation earlier about how you know the the applications of VR past gaming and just how big and broad uh, those applications can be. And uh, I think it's really cool. VR, the Museum of Fine Art, essentially, they just took a bunch of, you know, artistic or famously artistic pieces from around the world. So the Statue of David, the Mona Lisa, um, the uh, the giant Buddha. That there's there's so much in there. The Terracotta Warriors, and you get to go through a digitally recreated museum in VR. But what's what's great is you get to see all of these things in scale. You can go right up to them, um, and again, you know, it's something similar. I guess it reminded me of the blue. So, like, especially like the giant Buddha, because you get to go stand right next to it and see just how big it would be if you were there in person. Now, of course, this isn't the uh, the actual place uh, or the places where you know these were being taken. They're they're obviously recreated and put into an artificial environment. So you're not actually there, but like I said, the, uh, the, uh, the nostalgia, not nostalgia, the, what am I looking for? The novelty of it. The novelty of it is, is really awesome because you get to explore so many different places or things that you've heard about or read about, or just know about. And you get to experience that firsthand as if you're there, which again is, you know, something that I think VR is going to make very, very relevant. Yeah, no, that that sounds really cool. I actually have it downloaded as well. Cause I, was it free? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, no, it is free. So, I mean, anybody just looking for another cool experience, uh, definitely make sure you check it out. It's 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 not going to take up an hour. I mean, it could because the thing is, you could go through and like just like a museum, they have they have like uh, 
little drop down menus where you can read the audio and all that stuff. Oh, that's um, cool. Sorry, not read the. Oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. read the audio. No, I, you can read the uh, read like the descriptions and learn more. It's like an actual museum, digitally recreated museum that has several section, uh, several parts to it and several sections mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so again, I would highly recommend it. I think I'm going to try and do a uh, a quick video demo of it for the uh, for the YouTube channel when I can. Okay. No, that sounds really cool. Cool. You got one more? Yeah. So this is just the last one I have. Um, it's selfie tennis, and I'm sure, or I guess technically, if you want to be specific, it's called hashtag selfie tennis. Uh, but this is a game that came out, uh, you know, at the launch of Vive, I believe, and. Um, I, you know, I put a decent amount of time into it. It has mixed reviews on Steam, so I want to say that up front. Um, I think most of the, the mixed reviews have to do with its price. It is steep, and I want to say I, I, I definitely know for a fact that I, I purchased it while it was on a sale or while the price was lower. It's $20 right now, which I do think is, is too much for, for it probably. Um, but what you do get is really solid. So I'm kind of mixed on, I'm sure the developer behind it, you know, spent a lot of time. It, it does look pretty nice. Um, and what's the, what's best about, uh, selfie tennis is that you really do feel like you've been transported to another location. It is one of the, one of the best games I have. And I'm, I'm even talking out of full fledged, um, you know, longer experiences. I mean, really all all selfie tennis is more or less is you in a like fantasized like a fantastical um tennis court and you spawn a racket you spawn a ball you hit the ball and if you successfully get the ball over the net to the other side of the court uh you disappear and automatically reappear in a position to then hit it back and you're essentially playing tennis with yourself back and forth What's cool about it, like I said, the atmosphere is crazy. So that's one thing. You'd be surprised. I've played that game at night and, and actually felt like I was, uh, like it was the daytime. And after, you know, playing for 30, 45 minutes, taking the headset off and being surprised, oh my gosh, it's dark. I forgot. Like I wasn't, you know, outside in some bright environment. So that's one. And then the other thing, and granted, you do need a lot of room for this game. But if you play tennis, sure, the, the physics aren't perfect, uh, but they're pretty good. And I think once you kind of, once your body adjusts a little bit for what it feels like to hit, hit the ball with the racket in the game, uh, you start feeling pretty natural about it. And you'll actually move where, like, this is one of the games, uh, where I've had the most danger of, of, of hitting furniture or whatnot because you literally do forget that, you know, you can't just run up and, and swing your hand like you would a normal tennis racket. And I've shown newcomers to VR because, uh, you know, especially if they've played tennis before, it's something that they'll be familiar with and they'll instantly recognize how realistic it is to be, you know, hitting a ball and, and playing tennis in selfie tennis. So, um, you know, the downsides are, like I said, the cost. And the reason the cost is so bad is because there's really not a whole lot around the game besides simply hitting the ball back and forth. Um, there are kind of some funny achievements that you can get for hitting some of the, the side uh, characters and 
there's there's characters line, lined up on the edges of, of the court. The court's kind of, you know, suspended in space. And you can get you can do some pretty funny stuff with some of that. Um, but really the main focus is just playing, you know, hit, hitting the ball back and forth. So I haven't played it in a little while, so I'd be interested to see if there are new updates. Um, I do see that there are are some updates mentioned, but I'm not sure exactly how 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 much actual content's been added since I still see those those reviews kind of you know complaining about not having a, a ton to do there. Um, but I still think it, especially it's one I think at the very least you should add to your wish list in Steam and kind of keep track of. And if you don't already have it, you know, waiting till it goes on sale or finding a way to get it a little bit cheaper is probably the way to go. But if you can get it for cheaper, you know, the the $10 range, I would say, is probably appropriate, maybe 5 Um If you can get it for that range, it's a steal, and I think it's a it's definitely something you need to you need to get. So, when you mention the environment, is it like Wimbledon or something, or like how does that? No, no, no. It's very like, like fantastical. No, it's like silly. No, it's like you're floating in space. the the uh, The court is floating in space, and there's like there's kind of really like weird, colorful, rainbowy type aesthetic to the graphics. So it's it's hard to explain without seeing it, but it's. Yeah, it's 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 not realistic. Okay, so it's as far very much like, like a, a fantasy land rather than a yeah, realistic. it's a fantasy land. It's not. I, for some reason, the closest thing that comes to mind is something like Candyland or something, where everything's <laughs> okay. pastel colored and kind of weird and like, yeah, that's that's kind of what it's like. But but it does look nice. Like I said, like everything is well rendered and and I mean the the court itself is 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 nice and. And the main thing is the you know hitting the the ball back and forth with your racket just just feels pretty right. Now, do you play tennis yourself? Um, a little bit, yeah. So, so and that's that's part of why. I mean, I'm not great at tennis by any means, um, but I'm familiar with how how it feels to hit a you know a, a forehand and backhand swing and all that kind of stuff. And and like I said, it's a little bit different, obviously. And you know, you have to compensate for the fact that the ball has no weight and that sort of thing. But once you, you, your mind quickly kind of adapts to the, the rules within the game a little bit. And then you feel like you actually get benefit from swinging properly and and doing a proper backhand. And like, yeah, if, if you play tennis, it, it feels pretty cool. Okay. See, I, I don't play tennis regularly. In fact, I've never, never really played. So I was just curious if, you know, for tennis players out there, if this would be somewhat of a way for, well, actually, no, if, if for maybe someone like myself to be able to kind of learn the mechanics of yeah. tennis in a virtual space. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, you, you won't learn the rules of the game per se, but as far as practicing kind of hitting a ball and everything, I mean, especially if you're brand new and you don't, have access to a court. It's definitely, I mean, it's, it's somewhat similar. It's not going to, obviously you're still going to get out to the real thing and have quite a bit of a learning curve in front of you. But it, I, I do think some of the skills do translate a little bit. All right. That's actually really cool. I will uh, add that to my steam wish list then. All right. So moving forward, uh, you got any games that you're looking forward to playing this week? Uh, really just, I mean, I'm going to look into this, you know, I want to play, uh, serious Sam a little bit more. Um, I didn't get as much of a chance to play it this week as I had wanted to. 
Um, and then besides that, I mean, there are a few new releases on Steam that I'm kind of at least somewhat interested in. I, I don't know specific. I just, when I pulled up the Steam VR category and, uh, you know, to see what was released, it looked like there was quite a few new ones out this week. So I might, I might kind of, you know, peruse that list and, and see if there's anything new. But yeah, besides that, nothing, nothing like completely stands out in my mind or anything. Yeah, no, there's always a lot of cool stuff uh, coming oh, out on course. Steam. I just wait for some of the reviews to come in before I, I take the plunge and spend a couple sense. bucks. But let's see, I'm looking forward to, uh, I've actually had this game downloaded for a while. I just haven't had a chance to go into it yet. But it's called Survive, but it's spelled S-V-R, um, V-I-V-E. Yeah, so just a play on the word there. But it's, sure. it's just a demo. And I think the full game is coming out, I want to say, later this year. Uh, December, don't quote me on that though, but I, I actually connected with the developer uh, on it. And so the, the demo is available online and I'm going to try it out. It looks like it's one of those, well, it looks like it's going to be a very in-depth puzzle puzzle game. So I'm thinking okay. something similar to the gallery episode, uh, or the call, call of the Starseed. And mm-hmm. I mean, I love that game. That's probably one of the best experiences that I've had. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this thing a shot just because I think it's maybe one level or one short experience that's gonna lead into the fuller game when it comes out. So definitely okay. we'll report back on that and uh, and let you guys know. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for today. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you had a fantastic week and a great weekend coming up. Uh, We are on iTunes, Stitcher, so please make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing. Uh, You know, we got our YouTube channel going as well. We got some awesome feedback there. Have connected with some really cool people through that too as well. And uh, yeah, we'll have some some great content for you next week. We got another interview lined up. Uh, And so, yeah, just excited to keep sharing this stuff with you. So... Stay tuned, and uh, we will talk to you again very, very soon. Take care.